for you. We tried to go to the opera year. last night, and it poured right when it was starting. I mean, just the skies yeah. went black, and it was those huge raindrops, and they postponed it till 8. And at that point, we were stuck in the rain and kind of felt like, all right, well, we tried. Yeah. You know? Because you know how when you push through and you're like, no, we're here and we're going to do it. Rain be damned. And you go and you eat a soggy elephant ear and you're standing <laughs> on the cement with Ayo. 400 other people. <laughs> if Rain. soggy elephant ear is is a euphemism <laughs> that, that, that fits somewhere in your sexual lexicon. I, I think that's what you get after you've been at the beach too long. <laughs> Soggy elephant ear <laughs> in the water. Well, yeah, I don't know whether to little be pruny. Whether to feel bad for you or be impressed. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's five after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 70 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. A priest in the Catholic Diocese of Greensburg is accused of sexually abusing a minor. The diocese says the allegation dates back 28 years. Reverend Joseph E. Bonifet has been suspended from Holy Family Parish West Newton and St. Edward's Parish Hermony. While that claim is being investigated, the diocese also announced yesterday it's removing the name of the late Bishop William G. Conair from its conference and retreat center. A memorial service to honor the late Senator John McCain happens this morning in Phoenix. Former Vice President Joe Biden and Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald will speak at that ceremony. McCain's body will be flown to Washington, D.C. this afternoon, where he'll lie and stay in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda on Friday. Former Navy fighter pilot, Vietnam War hero, and six-term Republican senator died Saturday at the age of 81. As we've heard, Donald Trump is not invited to McCain's funeral. (laughs) And apparently, neither is his former vice presidential running mate, Sarah Palin. Former Alaska governor was McCain's running mate in the 2008 presidential election, but was not sent an invitation to the senator's funeral. McCain is reported to have said he would have preferred choosing Senator Joe Lieberman of Connecticut as his running mate. A source close to the Palin family told People magazine that out of respect for Senator McCain and his family, they have nothing to add and that the Palin family will always cherish their friendship with the McCains. A new study shows boys may be more likely to report relationship abuse than girls. A study from University of British Columbia and Simon Fraser University shows nearly 6% of boys admit they'd experienced dating violence in the past year. That's more than 1.5% higher than girls who had reported dating violence over the same time. A study author says boys may experience more violence because it could still be socially acceptable for girls to hit boys in dating relationships. The Applestone Meat Company in Stone Ridge, New York, sells more than 3,000 pounds of meat each week from their meat vending machines. They are selling fresh, juicy, raw meat 24-7 at your convenience. The company has these (laughs) vending machines outside their headquarters with each one dispensing a different kind of meat. There's one for beef, one for lamb, also pork, one for ground meat, and sausages, too. What are you guys getting, Doritos? I'm going to get some ground chuck. Is there a grill anywhere around here? That's not practical to do, to buy meat out of a vending machine. Yeah, I don't. It does seem like an odd thing, and it's only at it's only outside their headquarters. We went to, uh, to when we registered for the race, 
I took a picture of uh, my daughter and my niece in front of this band that was playing and this really cool VW bus. And these two guys were like, had their heads out the top of it, like the sunroof was mm-hmm. open. And I sent the picture to my sister-in-law yesterday, like, hey, look at this great picture of of our daughters. Look at how pretty they are. And this is just an amazing time. And she was like, I had no idea those dudes in the background in that bus were selling burritos. <laughs> and then I zoomed in. I was like, yeah, I don't buy burritos out of a van <laughs> and probably won't buy beef. State vending machines. A vending machine. Uh, HBO is pulling all adult entertainment content from its website. The channel announced the change uh, yesterday, citing a lower demand for adult movies and TV shows. Uh, Of course, there are a lot of places you can get it, and it's probably way more graphic than HBO (laughs) is showing. Uh, Some that will be getting the acts are Taxi Cab Confessions, Cat House, and Real Sex. Told, oh man, those are those are pretty good shows. Yeah, Have real you ever sex watched was any of those? Real sex, yeah. Cat House it's was pretty just good too. Normal people and their sex capades. Yeah, and Cat House was was pretty good too. It was that dude that guy Dennis, Dennis Hoff. Hoff, and you know just like the the rat race of a a running a whorehouse escort ranch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a it's not a whorehouse vow. It's an escort ranch, <laughs> and then like every time somebody would come in the door, all the women would run down the hallway, <laughs> and they like would cow. line up. So they would do they would line up. Oh like, my god! And then they'd be like, uh, number four, can you step forward and say, <laughs> you know, whatever? It was like really bizarre. Uh, I told you last week Eric Clapton is coming out with a Christmas album this year. Now Michael McDonald will bring back his updated Christmas album with shows. forget about Christmas. (laughs) From late October to the week before Christmas. Season of Peace, the Christmas collection goes on sale October 12th. It contains a newly recorded version of Winter Wonderland. Later in the month, he'll kick off a two-week engagement at the Cafe Carl in New York uh, City, and then from November 21st through December 21st, he's got 14 Christmas shows on the road. Some of the songs that he tackles, uh, God rest ye merry gentlemen, Wexford Carol. I don't hey. know if he spent some time in it's Wexford. It's regional one. Right. Uh, also on Christmas morning, oh holy night, and have yourself a merry little Christmas. Forecast today, chance of showers and temperatures around 80 for the high. It's uh, 70 at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Randy off again today. He's, uh, he's under the weather. He's huh? got this August cold. Well, I guess that everybody has. Serena was just absolutely down for the count for like four days. Yeah, that's crazy. I've not heard of. I don't remember this in the past. Neither do I. But I know several people who are sick right now. So uh, we're going to plug along, and Tim Ben's joining us at 9.45 this morning. Final preseason game of the year tonight. Thank God. 7.30 is kickoff, and uh, we'll get the DVE pregame underway at 3.30 this afternoon. Mike Pursuta coming up at the bottom of the hour with sports. It's the DVE morning Like uh, the neighborhood I grew up in in, in Brooklyn, this neighborhood called uh, Bushwick, and it's very gentrified now. But when I grew up there, you know, it was not a nice neighborhood. And, and like, you know, some of the places where, like, I saw, like, I remember one, there's this place, there's, it's called Flushing Avenue. I was on Flushing Avenue once, and I saw, I was, like, 10 years old, and I saw a dead body. Like, a legit 
dead body. We were like, holy crap. Like, I went to a payphone, called the cops, and it was like, whoa, dead body, a little kid. And now they have a gluten-free pizzeria there. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, it's too ch- so it's like the most disrespectful. Like, not only right. are you taking gluten out of the pizza, like, you're putting it on the corner where, like, there used to just be classic right. dead bodies. And that's this why- is how this is how I know the neighborhood you grew up in is bad is because I've heard both of the references in rap songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bushwick and Flushing Avenue, like <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's I, what it is. I know those places. Yo, but to be honest, like I'm a homeowner now, and my mom owns the home. Like I, I want at fr- like five years ago, I was like, ah, oh, gentrification, uh, these people. But now I'm like, yo, bring your acai bowls, bring your right. flea markets. <laughs> my property value is going to go up because you right. idiots just want to move in and be, you know, urban, <laughs> live on the urban farm. It's like, good, dude. Good, because I, I I can get five times as much for this money because your dad. <laughs> I, I went. Fun kid. I, you know, we're having obviously this boom of gentrification in this city, and I went to school over in East Liberty, which was a, a bad neighborhood at the right. time. Gang violence in the early '90s, and now you go over there, and there's like, you know, Bakery Square, and there's all these it's literally cupcake called stores. Bakery Square, yeah. And, yeah, and it's like the, I saw this dude, and it was like he was from like 92 he had leather shorts on and he was walking past a cupcake store just looking in like yeah dude like Pooh bear got stabbed here yeah yeah yeah. and now people are buying you know cupcakes somebody's just it's nuts i know man but it's a new neighborhood you know what 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 i can't do anything you know i just i just deal with it i mean some of the guys i just want to hit and watch them explode into kale chips but i wouldn't do that you know i can't i'm not i can't you know i'm like i have too much i can't you should I, be able to tackle anybody oh, dude, on a unicycle yeah though. dude you, I, that I, should you should have a video game for like hipsters like attacking hipsters yeah well i mean to hit them you just send them like an email in all caps lock and that's like the new <laughs> that's like the new punch to like block them on twitter they're like i was assaulted <laughs> that's so DBE Morning Show. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford and Mike Brusuda. And uh, Pirates get a win yesterday. Trevor, Think, Trevor Williams magic again. Things are looking up. And uh, we're getting ready for the Steelers' final preseason game tonight. Uh, that is against Panthers at Heinz Field. So uh, kickoff 7.30, pregame at 3.30. Looking forward to that. Mike Brusuda with the full sports coming up uh, next. But what do you got going on first over there? Well, you know, there's also a big cut coming up this weekend, Valerie, and everybody knows it, but whether you make the team or not, there's no reason to lose any sleep over it. Mattress Firm can make sure that doesn't happen, but you have to do your part too. Mattress Firm's most popular deal ends Monday. You have until then to hurry in and shop the Mattress Firm Labor Day sale. It's your last chance to get a free adjustable base with your purchase of $599 or more. That's a value of up to $699 for free. All beds are on sale. That means savings of up to $600 with the lowest Price mattresses starting at just $37. You can get a Beautyrest Queen mattress for just $497 or a Serta Memory Foam Queen mattress for their lowest price ever at $397. When Mattress Firm says every bed is on sale, they mean it. And you can get 0% APR for six years. That's the best financing Mattress Firm has to offer. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday, so hurry in and get a King mattress for the price of a Queen and your free adjustable base. Call 1-866-780-6220 for credit costs and terms subject to credit approval. Don't wait. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday. From DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuta for DVE Sports, brought to you this hour by Xfinity from Comcast. The preseason ends tonight. The Steelers host the Carolina Panthers. 7.30 on your Steelers flagship, 102.5 DVE. Head coach Mike Tomlin emphasized this week that he wants to see those who would be Steelers finish strong 
as a means to an end. I'm excited about watching these guys lean in at the tape and really put an exclamation point on what's been good work. Um, but I'm also excited about transitioning toward the regular season. Yeah, Tomlin uh, has been uh, trying to keep everybody as engaged as possible. He wants all these players to give them the best possible look so that they can make the uh, most accurate decisions possible. Can you really lean in at the tape if you finish 53rd? (laughs) I don't think you're breaking the tape. As long as you beat the guy who finishes 54th, (laughs) I guess. You don't have to be the fastest guy. I don't have to be faster than the bear, Bill. I just have to be faster than you. Uh, The the message to the Steelers players this week was that... uh, Teams have been made in this game. The Steelers have played the Panthers since 2003 to conclude the preseason, and there have been a few storybook endings. We've used historical video um, to illustrate that to guys. Um, I understand the range of emotion in terms of guys working for positions and and roles within this team. Uh, I want them to know that it's still very much in their control. I want them to be singular focused on this performance. I also want them to know that uh, they're not alone. This is not something that's mystical. As many of their teammates have gone through the same process and utilized performances in this game uh, as a springboard of their careers. Um, we, we showed Antonio Brown covering a punt in 2010 in this game this morning, for example, in the team meeting. Antonio Brown covering a punt when he was just a nobody sixth rounder. <laughs> Turns out he did okay. I was a fair catch. Uh, you know, he used a speed release that we've all become familiar with. He got down the field and forced a fair catch. Steelers and Panthers <laughs> tonight. Pre-games at 3.30. Steelers Radio Network pregame kicks off at 5.30. Bill, I was talking with Val a little bit about this yesterday. I've got the roster down to 54 players. Oh, wow. And I've still got Josh Dobbs on it, believe it or not, as a fourth quarterback. I think he has shown enough that he is. it's worth keeping him around, even though it's basically taking up a spot for a guy you're not going to play. Right. I don't think they'd be getting rid of an all-pro to keep Josh Dobbs. Uh, I'm down to last running back. Uh, Steven Ridley or Fitz Toussaint, I've got Ridley. Last receiver, either uh, Justin Hunter, Trey Griffey, or Marcus Tucker. Uh, linebacker's mm. a little tricky. Uh, if you want to keep nine, my last one would either be Tyler Matikiewicz, Farrington Huguenin, or Ola Adeni. And then at defensive back, uh, the veteran corner backup, either Cody Sensabaugh or Deshaun Phillips. And it's safety, either uh, Nat Burhey or Malik Golden. What, what do you think they're thinking is? Do you think that they go, okay, we need a veteran in case there's injuries, so Matikavich wins out in the linebacking department? Yeah, I'd like to know. Sensabaugh wins out. I'd like to know what they're thinking. Uh, Matikavich is a very good special teams player, but I, I have not been impressed with his linebacker play. I've got Matthew Thomas uh, ahead of him as a backer, and I assume Thomas can play special teams as well. I mean, he doesn't have the track record Matikavich does. Right. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, they're going to need a personal protector for the punt team. They consider that a pretty big deal. The guy who lines up between the punter and the center mm-hmm. and kind of calls it. Uh, that uh, is going to be either Nat Burhey, Malik Golden, or Fitz Tucson. So if you cut Tucson at running back, as I am, uh, then you got to keep one of those safeties for that. Uh, 
But these are not, you know, I don't think these are game-changing decisions. I mean, Deshaun Phillips has played in the leg of cornerback. We saw Cody Sensabaugh last year as a backup. Do you need to say any more of that? Not great. Yeah. Try the other guy. See if he's better. If you, you know, <laughs> if you get down to that, you're down to that anyway, right? You're, right. You're not bringing Rod Woodson off the bench. Uh, Might as well hoard uh, safeties, too. I heard that they were planning on playing eight safeties this year. Is I that think true? they're going to try 12 yeah. at, at one juncture. Good. Which is well, be- that'll be a penalty. It'll be better than 10 guys with nobody covering Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates beat the Cardinals 2 to nothing last night. Trevor Williams continues working his second-half magic. Six innings of three-hit shutout ball. He's given up four runs in his last eight starts. Incredible! It's just ridiculous. His ERA's down to three thirty. His record is up to eleven and nine. Uh, you saw, if you were watching, you saw the Pirates perfectly execute a hit and run that helped uh, set up their second run of the game. Uh, good baseball game against a good baseball team, the Cardinals, and uh, one of those games they've been they've been a little bit uh, more infrequent of late than they were during that 11-game winning streak, obviously. But uh, the bullpen, Santana, Kella, and Vasquez come in and shut it down after Williams did his thing. They looked like a club last night. Can they do that more often, Bill, next year? I think they can, Mike. 65-68, and 68, one more uh, in St. Louis. Tonight, Joe Musgrove against John Gant. Uh, Sean Rodriguez designated for assignment yesterday. No! Pirates have seven days to uh, trade him, release him, or waive him, but uh, he is finally done with the Bucks. Oof, I feel bad for that Gatorade cooler. 66 games this year. He hit 167 with five home runs and 19 RBI, and he struck out 60 times in 150 at-bats. Yikes. What uh, took you so long? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, <laughs> the city of Denton, Texas, is about to go one-up on Pittsburgh. University of North Texas announcing yesterday that a bronze statue of Joe Green will be unveiled on Saturday, September the 29th before the North Texas-Louisiana Tech game. Nice. Says Vice President and Director of Athletics Ren Baker of Green, quote, he's one of the greatest defensive linemen in the history of football, and he's one of us. Gee, does that apply to any other city <laughs> or organization? Or entity. We could have a lot of statues around Yeah, here. but Joe Green, to me, is uh, a cut above them all in terms of players. I agree. I think he is the greatest Steelers player of all time. First first pick in the Noel era, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you could argue Cornerstone. hard. You could argue hard for Noel, and I would as well. Scott, I talked to Scott Paulson uh, yesterday afternoon during my afternoon hit. He said they should do a statue of the, the steel curtain, the front four. I agree. Which was kind of a unique idea, and uh, you know that is kind of a, a Pittsburgh thing. But start with Joe Green and then figure out the rest. It's just uh, he is. Uh, well, they have retired his number. Yeah, I well, and that's a big deal. can't do enough to to honor that guy to me. I know, and you still have him around to honor him and have him show up to it. <laughs> To show him. So who's ever uh, on statue detail at PNC, at uh, Heinz Field get on that? <laughs> Just make sure it's not the guy that did the uh, Mr. Rogers statue down there. That one's a little... No bueno? Eh. It looks like they didn't <laughs> they didn't sand it down at the end. Does it look like Tom Hanks coming out of a Starbucks in Greensburg? <laughs> a little bit. 
Thanks, Mike. Uh, coming up this morning, we'll talk with Tim Benz. He'll join us at 945 this morning. If you don't have the iHeartRadio app yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Get it. It was big news yesterday. Well, not big news, but it was news yesterday. They just added some like true crime podcast on there. So if you're into that kind of stuff, there's a ton of true crime podcasts on there. And Mike, you can listen to the pregame tonight on iHeartRadio. Well, I kind of hear it while I'm doing it. Not you. Uh, I'm yeah. just saying. Not you said advice. you can listen to the pregame. Mike, you yeah. collectively. It's a lot like this. People... I have headphones on and I can hear what the guys are saying. And... All right. Thanks. It's the TV Morning Show. <laughs> I can't believe he's married to Daisy Fuentes. That's I was crazy. Say, why yeah. am I like the girl there for a minute. Wait a minute. Why am I blanking, hon? I, I know. MTV? Oh, okay, okay. Remember the okay. Beach House? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. those okay, days, okay, you know, okay. with uh, the newfound sort of yeah, awareness yeah. of everything that's going on right now. I mean, now, I was actually married then. The You were married then? Yeah. To Richard, Richard Marks. Marks? Corey Hart? No. Did they play Richard Marks at your wedding? Robert Famous. Yes, you were Sally Famous. Bobby Famous. Yeah, you were, you were Sally. Your husband's last name was Famous? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. She was Sally Famous. Oh, 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 my God. Horshack. He played. He was signed by the Cincinnati Reds way back in the fifties, and then he only played ball for Your three years. Your husband was signed in the fifties by the he, Reds. He was a lot older than I was, and no, I'm really old. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do. He was math, signed Sally. as an infant. Holy no, cow! No, he was old. <laughs> back in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Right, right. 50s. Oh my God. No, no. So, so wait. What did so, he use? What, I mean, what was he, your he, song he played, when you guys slept you know together? What? Like, what was this jam in this Sally famous household? Randy knows this is like way. And I said to myself, (laughs) What a wonderful world. (laughs) Kill it, Mr. Famous. (laughs) I see stars, stars, redbirds. You saw redbirds? wonder if my grandfather hit my grandpa. Oh, my grandpa was hitting it from the back when my grandpa was playing that. My, I think what's left of my career is now over. Oh, no, no, everything's uh, fine. She said he was a lot older than me. Uh, <laughs> this is what they got down. These guys. Big band music. Right. He comes out with the robe, drops it, shoo, shoo. <laughs> right now, that's every inch of Richard Martin. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a piano tattooed, tattooed on his junk. <laughs> Richard Marsh does. You know what? It wasn't the 50s. Not a baby grant. I think it, was, it wasn't the 50s. I think it was the early 60s. I'm, I'm a little screwed Huge up. difference. Huge <laughs> difference. Sorry about that. Wait, or maybe the late 50s. I'm, I'm confused. All right. So now i got to start figuring out the math. having sex to this music? you got to wind the I mean, big troll up first. <laughs> yeah, you can be nice. That's, that's, uh, that's foreplay. This Just long ago. Wait, no, I can't it? even address this. Can you imagine? Not, we're not talking about you at all, Sally. We're just Sally, talking about, not you. We're talking about the people who did. Okay. Back in the 40s, have Can sex you imagine? to Duke Ellington. The 40s, we're talking sick. Hey, would you I know, I said we're not hotel? talking about you. Okay. Let's <laughs> uh, come back to the hotel. You're winding. Yeah. Like you said, the record it's a player. player piano. Yeah. Would you like some wine? <laughs> it's 68 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. We are heading into the holiday weekend, and you can expect gas prices to soar just in time. 
for the weekend. AAA predicting that this weekend will be the most expensive Labor Day in the last four years as far as your gas tank goes. A spokesperson for the Motor Club said, however, that the spike should just be temporary. AAA puts the national average for gas at 284 on Memorial Day. The price jumped to 294 a gallon. So is it just like demand, like it's surge pricing for Uber? I guess, yeah. That's so jacked up. I, know. I feel like they do that all. Like if they're like, mm, we're a little short this quarter. Let's just raise the national <laughs> right. gas by a couple pennies because that's going to con- communicate to millions and billions of dollars for yep. us. Yep. Yep. The punishment for Pittsburgh public school students busted for pot possession is changing. Officials say if a student is found on campus with fewer than five grams of weed and it's their first offense, they're going to get to have drug and alcohol counseling. As part of their punishment. Uh, The counseling would take place over 10 days at the Student Achievement Center. Officials say the program is part of the district's plan to reduce the overall out-of-school suspensions. Man, there were kids that sold weed inside the school at at my high school. That's crazy. And they would say, oh, you got to see Tuan today. He's off the pod. And you'd be like, what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, what does that mean? That means he's not bagging them up. He's just pulling it out of his pocket and (laughs) handing it to you. I'm like, how much lint is in this? (laughs) Man, when I was in school, it was scandalous if someone got caught with cigarettes in the school. Right. A pack of Marlboros. Or got seen loafing with the carnies. Right, yeah. (laughs) According to a new survey, more parents are refusing to pay for their kids' college tuition. Just 29% of parents now say they plan to fully pay for their kids to go to college down from 43 percent just two years ago and on average parents now expect to pay just 62 percent of their kids total college costs down from 70 percent two years ago i told my kids i want to encourage them to go to college and as soon as they pay off my student loans (laughs) i'll help them fill out you know the paperwork now i probably won't need to help them when they're in their 40s but i encourage them to go to college i want that to happen and I realize that I'm not going to co-sign for any of the loans. I'm going to lend them money, and then they're on their own. Yeah. I paid for my whole college. I mean, I had an apartment, so my parents helped me with that. But as far as tuition goes, that was all on me. I borrowed it all and uh, still pretty decently in debt. Yeah, I think I got one like $500 scholarship. And yeah. that, that was just because my dad worked for GTE. That was it. That was really? the only qualification. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, it's it's become a disaster. And I think everybody from my generation has been scarred so heavily by, you know, being in student loan debt that you've got to figure out a different way. You know, <laughs> I mean, my daughter was just basically shaming me about it <laughs> last night or the night before we went on a, a walk and she was like, Dad, you better start saving up for my college, man. Well, I was going to ask you that. What's that? Isn't there some There's, like, yeah, it's like government five, savings plan? I forget what it's called. My uh, my brother-in-law was telling me about it. It's like a 590, I don't know. You yeah, put, I don't you, know. You basically put this money into a, uh, an a savings account, account yeah. and, and it accrues over a period of time and then... You know, if you use it for college, good. If you don't, if your kids don't end up going to college, I think you can take it out, but it gets taxed or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what the best uh, the best way to go about Have it is. Have your daughters go into the trades, Bill. I would love that. Welding's 
welding. Yeah. Big. It's like, look, I know you guys had your eyes set on Princess Ballerina, (laughs) but how do you feel about welding? (laughs) It's not a tiara. It's not a tiara. It's more of a a mask. She could weld a tiara. (laughs) That's right. She could make her own. You can make your own scepters and wands and all that stuff. Uh, KFC might help you out a little bit with those college bills, parents. Uh, They want to honor their founder with a baby name contest. Uh, The company is offering $11,000, which that's really nothing, but uh, for college to the first baby named Harlan to be born on what would have been Colonel Sanders' 128th birthday. That's September 9th. Last year, Harland ranked 3,257th on the list of most common baby names. <laughs> Not a popular one. No, in case you're one, Harlan Williams is the only other Harlan I know. I, uh, I can't think of another Harland. Uh, in case you're wondering why they're giving away the unusual sum of $11,000, it's because of their 11 herbs and spices uh-huh. in the KFC chicken. So that should cover your board for a semester. Yeah, maybe. Your books for one year. <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like this happens a lot. Police detectives in Long Beach, California, found two men selling drugs out of an ice cream truck. 41-year-old Monty Ware and 57-year-old George Williams were using an ice cream truck as a front for their drug business. In addition to king cones and chip witches, they were selling meth and weed. Uh, They were each charged with possession of a controlled substance and Ware received an additional weapons charge. I'll take a Choco Taco and a dime bag. Thank you very much. (laughs) This has been amazing. One-stop shopping. Uh, The Grateful Dead documentary, Long Strange Trip, The Untold Story of the Grateful Dead, is coming to DVD and Blu-ray. The Grammy-nominated career-spanning documentary will make its home video debut November 9th. In addition, a deluxe edition featuring bonus unreleased content will be available exclusively via the band's website. All versions include the original documentary in stereo as well as new 5.1 surround mix. I told you yesterday that Neil Young and Daryl Hannah got married. Well, according to the New York Post, the couple planned their wedding, so it took place during a full moon so that Neil could appropriately sing Harvest Moon to his new bride. Steven Steven Stills and Joni Mitchell were among the 100 guests at the ceremony last Friday near San Luis Obispo, California. They were all asked to not bring phones or cameras, and as a wedding favor, each guest was given a heart-shaped locket with a photo of the bride and groom inside. How nice. 72-year-old Neil left his wife Peggy. They had been married for 36 years. Uh, He left her for 57-year-old Hannah back in 2014. This is his third marriage and her first. She previously was in a long-term relationship, though, with Jackson Brown. Oh, wow. I thought she had been married before. Nope. I wonder what their relationship is like. Like it's I see them, probably weird. It's weird, it's, and I, but I want to see like exactly how it's weird. I can only imagine it's real weird. You know, like was because they just seem weird separately. So <laughs> I would imagine them weird together. Yeah, do they do like cosplay stuff where I she has know. to dress up like a mermaid and <laughs> <laughs> he comes out and only his guitar. <laughs> PETA wants Aretha Franklin's furs. The animal rights group uh, says they've written to the late Queen of Souls estate asking the singer's family to donate her fur coat collection. PETA would use the coats in its fur donation program, which sends furs to people in refugee camps and homeless shelters. 
That's nice. Mm-hmm. And tonight, a night of remembrance at the Aretha Franklin Tribute Concert in Detroit. Around 40 artists will be performing at the sold-out show in Cheney Park. The lineup includes Stevie Wonder, Faith Hill, Jennifer Hudson, and Gladys Knight. There will also be speeches from former presidents Bill Clinton. Uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson will be there. Franklin's body has been on display at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History and will be on display again today at New Bethel Baptist Church. The funeral will be held tomorrow at Greater grace temple i read there she's having wardrobe changes oh what how (laughs) between between viewings (laughs) how do you do that i don't know oh my god are they all like breakaway suits i don't know but i read that this morning i thought that how do you do that how do you do that that's like a magic trick type (laughs) that's like david blaine i could see him going up into a viewing and be like look at how beautiful your grandma is did you know she was wearing Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> outfits? I just thought it would be like changing a giant Barbie doll. Yeah. Which is so hard. It, right. I had no idea. <laughs> changing Barbie it's clothes? Near impossible. <laughs> I don't look at it as changing Barbie dolls. I look at it as I have to put Barbie's clothes back on. Because uh, they're usually naked? Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes after they're out of the box. Yeah, I just thought that was weird that she's having wardrobe changes, but she's probably got a great wardrobe. I mean, look, the queen of soul, like, yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Forecast today, going to be cloudy, and there is a chance that we're going to get some rain, but not nearly as warm today, only about 80 for the high. It's 68 now at DVE. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford uh, out for a couple of days. Randy, he came back Tuesday, and if you listen to the show, he sounded awesome absolutely awful yeah i called him tuesday afternoon just to see how his trip was and uh he sounded terrible yeah he sounded terrible so he is staying home as he should because he doesn't want i don't want him to get everybody else sick and i know i want him to get rested and so we can hit the ground running for the regular Steeler season now it's gone past like feeling bad for people to get sick you're just like don't be selfish and come near me. Right. Stay away from me. I don't want to get sick. I can't be. I don't have time for get that. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, so uh, he's going to take a couple of days off uh, to rest and recuperate. And we talked about the ice cream man selling drugs out of the truck. Yeah. Well, Kevin Meany has a, a famous bit about that. Now that I'm older, I'm starting to tell my parents about the bad things I did when I was a kid. That they never found out about. Recently, I told them that the ice cream man in our neighborhood sold more than ice cream. And I swear, this is the truth. He actually sold marijuana. And at first, they don't believe you. Oh, my God. How come we never knew about this? John, did you hear that? He said the ice cream man used to sell marijuana to the kids. Well, you had to ask for the special Eskimo pies. Oh, my God, Cliffy's smoking the pot for his glaucoma. Smoking the wacky tobacco in a big old pipe for his eyes. I couldn't believe it. After you tell them, you realize you made a mistake. Okay, Mr. Potman. We are not co-signing any loan for you. Until you can actually prove you're buying a house out in California. There probably is no house. You're probably buying a marijuana farm. Oh, my God, John, he's buying a marijuana farm out in California.
It's the DVE Morning Show. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford and Mike Pursuta. Randy off today, and uh, we're getting ready for the final Steelers preseason game. The final one. Oh, thank God. Looks like we made it. <laughs> 7.30 kickoff against the Carolina Panthers tonight at Heinz Field, and uh, it's the Rib Fest this weekend Yes, at Heinz Field, which is always a huge, huge deal. Is... Edmund Nelson, the Grand Marshal of the Rib Fest, because... <laughs> he should be. He should be. There should be a parade, and he should have his own float. It's kind yeah. of like a way to let the rib tasting commence. Yeah, they should just bring him back just to eat ribs Yep. in the final preseason game. Maybe even put a statue down there of <laughs> Edmund Nelson right eating next to a rib. Me and Joe Green. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, so it's rib, only right. rib uh rib fest kicks off tonight at Heinz Field, free to get in, lots of concerts. Clark's tomorrow night. Oh my god, that's gonna be awesome. The uh the annual Clark's show. Oh no, that's actually Saturday this year. Yeah. Yeah, usually it's Friday, but it's Saturday. Oh, this that's year. gonna be fun. That's so. going to be a lot of fun. I love going down there oh, and just too. hanging and the smells and when just you drive all the in people barbecuing. Ramps, oh, yeah. That's so great. Are those people, like, are they all, is it regional or are they national? Because some of those people, I feel like, come from the south. Yeah, I think I think they kind of hit a circuit and yeah. uh, hit rib fests all over the country. And then they have to, like, lug all their trophies around. Yeah, like, how you do you, <laughs> is that how you pick your ribs? You see how many trophies oh, yeah, they have? Yeah, for sure. And they have those banners up right. around their booth. Yeah. Best sauce. I'm like, I want to go where the winners are. Yeah. I want to go is. over there, like, third place, <laughs> one, one ribbon. Like, <laughs> chill, guys, next year maybe. Keep trying. So, yeah, Steelers and Carolina Panthers, 7.30 kickoff tonight. DVE pregame getting underway at 3.30 this afternoon with Tim Benz, Rob King, and Dale Lawley. Then at 5.30, it's Mike Pursuta, Jerry Dulac, and Bob Labriola. Kickoff, 7.30, with Bill Hellgrove and Tunch and Wolf here in your flagship for Steelers football, 102.5 DVE. DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuit of Fort DVE Sports brought to you this hour by Citizens Bank. It is the final hour for those who would be Steelers. Preseason game number four tonight at 7.30 at Heinz Field against Carolina. And uh, it is time to put up or move on down the road. Mike Tomlin emphasizing this week that uh, for the players who are trying desperately to make this team, even for the guys who haven't done much yet, even if you've been injured or ineffective or both to this juncture, you can still make up ground fast tonight in the finale. The odds are stacked against them, but I also showed them examples of other men who the odds were stacked against. I showed them a video of Ross Ventrone covering a punt in the Carolina game, making a splash play, and I think Ross had missed two or three preseason games that year with a hamstring injury. Um, But we got to a level of comfort with what we saw from him in that game uh, that he made our 53-man roster, for example. So that's what I mean. It's a lot of unique cases. What seemingly are unique cases, they aren't unique. Um, and, and so we're trying to show them examples of guys that have come through the other side of adversity, be it depth chart-related things, growth and development-related things, injury-related things, what have you. Um, this is an opportunity to put an exclamation point on your work. There you go. They're looking for the next Ross Ventron. They're looking for the next White Palomalu. 
Is the next Ross Ventrone Farrington Huguenin? Is it uh, Trey Griffey? Is there a battle at punter? If I was Jordan Berry, I wouldn't suck tonight. That's good advice. You should give him a pregame pep talk. In general, that's good advice. Hey, don't suck tonight. Of course, uh, a lot of the regulars aren't going to be playing, and nor should they be. Antonio Brown's in that group, and... uh, we have not and will not see Antonio Brown in the preseason, and relatively speaking, he hasn't practiced a whole lot. But offensive coordinator Randy Feekner emphasized this week that the Steelers have seen all they need to see from A.B. They have him on a pitch count. It's not unlike what Ben did during during fall camp, um, you know, but his pitch count just happened to be uh, um, how much he worked, how quick he worked, how, how much uh, how, how much distance he worked. So then once that happened, yeah, once that happened, he shut down. So um, that makes it easy, you know. he just give us good effort, and we'd be smart about what we really want to see him do. And, and if he gets his work with Ben... Uh, gets our team teamwork, then um, you know it's been really good. And AB's been he's been really good. I mean he's been he's been doing what he's supposed to do. He's he's where he's supposed to be, and uh, and he's giving good effort when he gets a chance to be out there. What are the, what device are they using on him? Some like GPS? A GPS? Thing? Yeah, they've been doing that for a couple of years. They've been and tracking. what it just tracks like the speed and distance of his workouts. Yeah, your it's heart rate. It's um, ground covered. Uh, they do it every practice uh, oh, on a man. number of guys, and they have it hooked up to a computer. And yeah, the the high tech evaluation is really uh, that's incredible. It's almost indescribable the the efforts the level, they're making right. in, the, in the the level of uh, detail technology that uh, yeah they got it available to them, so they are using it. Uh, another guy we haven't seen a ton of is Sean Davis, who's trying to transition to free safety. But the defensive coordinator Keith Butler said this week that he likes. What he has seen from Davis so far, he's done good. He's doing, he's doing well. He's still uh, learning the angles. The angles are a little bit different at position for him, but he's still learning those and and uh, doing a good job with it. So, you know, uh, he's still exhibiting the range that we we thought he had, and so uh, I think he's going to be good for us there. He better be counting on it. He's one of the the uh, Butler Five. Mm-hmm. As he identified them at stand the start of up. training camp, guys who need to stand up, who need to have a much uh, smaller window between what they're doing and what the Steelers perceive to be as their high end potential. And uh, the other guys are Artie Burns, Bud Dupree, Vince Williams, and Stephon Tuitt. Tuitt looked like Tuitt against Tennessee, did he not? Wrecking ball. But he needs to be that. Healthy. Just stay healthy. Got to be. Uh, we kicked this around with Madden yesterday on the show here, and then I was on with Mark yesterday. And for their defense to really have a chance, Tuitt and Hayward have to be great, and uh, Watt and Dupree have to be great. Yep. And I think you have a little more sense of, uh, yeah, that'll probably happen with Hayward and Watt. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if uh, Tuitt and Dupree can hold up their end. Pirates got it done in St. Louis last night, two to nothing. The Bucks over the Cardinals. Trevor Williams gave up a walk and a double to start the game, and then just mowed St. Louis down. <laughs> he did get a real nice uh, defensive play from Adam Frazier at uh, second base to help him get out of that first inning jam, and that may be significant because Frazier might be your second baseman next year. And uh, if he's not, one of the reasons why he wouldn't be would be that they don't like his defense, but. Uh, 
He uh, really helped uh, get Williams out of the soup in the first inning, and that's about all the help Williams needed. His numbers uh, are ridiculous of late. Four runs allowed in his last 48 innings over eight starts dating back to July the 11th. That's an ERA of 0.75. To me, that's the breakout story of the year. Like That's the, the story that I, nobody had coming into the year. Everybody was looking to, to Tyone to be the horse. You know, there were a lot of storylines. Trevor Williams being, you know, a top guy in the rotation was not one of them. Yeah, he had a real good second half last year, but everybody, I think the perception of that was kind of, oh, that was nice. Didn't didn't expect that. Probably won't get it again. Right. Tyone, everybody's been waiting on Tyone to do what he's doing. And it, it's been a breakout year for him, too. I mean, he has been, he's found another level in his game. I agree. Uh, consistently. But that was kind of, people have been waiting on that. Uh, Joe Musgrove tonight. Keep running those good arms out there. It's uh, it's only added up to 65 and 68 so far, but Pirates got uh, something building. We'll see if they can uh, continue to do that. Sean Rodriguez won't be a part of uh, whatever they build the rest of the year. He was finally designated for assignment yesterday. Pirates have uh, seven days to either uh, send him to the minors, trade him, or give him his unconditional release. Batted Come on, guys. I still feel like I got 20, 30 strikeouts in me. <laughs> you sure you want to do this? 60 of those in 150 at-bats. Batted 167, five home runs, and 19 RBI. Gatorade coolers all across the area are nervous. <laughs> And last but not least, I'm going to keep banging this drum all, all day. Uh, the University of North Texas announced yesterday that they are going to unveil a statue of Joe Green on September the 29th, North Texas being Mean Joe Green's alma mater. It's awesome. And uh, Pittsburgh, uh, you're up. You're on the clock. I don't know who's in charge of statues, if that's a Steelers thing or a city thing. or is the, Isn't the is there, t- a, is there a statue committee? Uh, how, how does this happen from, you know... I don't know. Concept. I think somebody has to commission it. And Concept gotta, unveiling. What what has to happen? You have to come up with the money. Yeah, you got to get the money. You got to get the artist. Got to get the, you know, obviously the sculptor. And then, I guess, talk to the Roonies. Yeah, somebody needs to get on that. If the Steelers don't want to do it, they should just put it at the point. Why don't right you get in, on it? Right in front of the fountain. Me and Joe Green standing Everyone with his hands on his scared hips. scared to go to the fountain. <laughs> nobody will come to Pittsburgh from the <laughs> West anymore. <laughs> No, he deserves it, right? Yeah, of course. Greatest Steelers player of all time. Wasn't North Texas? Is their team? Is are they the Green Machine? They're the Mean Green. Yeah, and I can't remember if they were that, and that's why they called Joe Green that. Or I if, think so. Or if they started calling Joe Green that, and then they started calling them that. I think they were already the Mean Green. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I do too. Because I remember reading um, that in Gary Pomerantz's book, Their Life's Work. Sort of detailing the the arrival of all these pieces to Pittsburgh. Every time I hear his name, I think of the story when uh, we were interviewing him, and Rocky Blyer had had his Super Bowl ring stolen recently, mm-hmm. and Randy brought that up to Joe Green, and he said, oh, "Yeah, that happened to me too." And Randy was like, "Really? Somebody stole your rings?" <laughs> Joe Green said, "No, I'm Joe Green. What are you thinking?" <laughs> Nobody's coming. Nobody to steals a right. glance at me. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, pretty typical of uh, who Joe Green is, and uh, we need to get a statue. 
Get on to. it, Mike. You should lead that committee. I'm, I am leading the charge. I'm going to keep talking about it all day. That's what okay. I do, Val. I talk about things. Thanks, Mike. Other Tim people Benz. do things. Tim Benz joins us at 945 this morning talking about uh, tonight's preseason game, things. a final preseason game at Heinz Field against the Panthers tonight with the Steelers. It's a DVE morning show. Hey, guys. Oh, hey, Steely, Steely. McVeigh. Hey, Steely, Steely. What have you been up to there? Well, I just got back from the Met Ball. The Met Ball? The huge fashion gala in New York? No, you know the Mets mascot, Mr. Met? Yeah. The guy with the ball for a head? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a big shindig for the Derby every year. Uh-huh. Miles, the Broncos mascot, races war paint, the Chiefs horse mascot oh, in the that's backyard. Cool. Yeah. We gamble on it. Sure. We take ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. We just really melt our faces off and just right. bond with each other, you know? Yeah. A good old-fashioned mascot meltdown. Sounds fun. <laughs> hey, what jersey is that you're wearing? Oh, this? Yeah. Yeah. This here's a Mason Rudolph jersey. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been this excited for a draft pick in a long, long, long time. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steely, you know, maybe you didn't hear, but uh, when you were gone, Ben, he's not a big fan of the Steelers having drafted Mason Rudolph. He's actually kind of pissed about it. Oh, really? Huh. Well, that doesn't sound like the Ben Roethlisberger I know. <laughs> wow. Steely. Jeez, I thought you were a big fan of Ben's. Well, why can't I be a fan of Ben and his younger, better-looking replacement? <laughs> Sorry, but that's just being a Steeler fan. So what, were you a big fan of Mason Rudolph when he was at Oklahoma State? or No. I'm a big fan of the fact that Mason Rudolph has never pantsed me in front of the team oh. or called me a big-jawed Twinkie and punched me in the face to see if cream came out of my ears. Also, Mason Rudolph has never hidden my beam on top of the scoreboard or used my hard hat for a toilet or donated my dump truck to the city of Finley, Ohio without telling me or thrown a tight spiral right at my teeth or used me as a paddleboard to float over to the point so until Mason Rudolph shoves my head in a scalding vat of tomato soup at training camp every freaking year. Yeah, I'm a big Mason Rudolph fan. Yeah, I got uh, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I understand. Hey, uh, you want to sign the card I got for Mace? Mace? Yeah. yeah I'm just going to put it here in this care package basket I got for him. You know, right. just some stuff that he might need or forgot nice, about. Like, nice wow. basket. Uh, some protection, SPF right. 50 yeah. for training camp, that you know, was, some... Wet wipes in here, nice. gold bond, a little what? Carmex for his lips. What? Fast acting, <laughs> acting. Yeah, yeah, boy. fun comfort snacks. Yeah, you got Chocolate pretzel, sure. Spunkmeyer cookies. Uh-huh. Also, I knitted him a hand muff to keep uh-huh. his golden hands warm on those cold game days. <laughs> OMG, I can't wait till he gets here and replaces Ben Meanisberger. <laughs> All right, settle down, Steely. <laughs> Want to hear my cheer? No. Yeah, you do. Rudolph, with your arms so strong, won't you go? Get out, much? Steely. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, bye. Toodles. It's 70 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The archbishop who says Pope Francis should resign now claims corruption reaches the highest levels of Catholic Church leadership. Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano is a former Vatican ambassador to the U.S. Today, he compared church cover-ups of sexually abusive leaders to what he called the conspiracy of silence that prevails in the mafia. The Vatican had no comment on Vigano's new accusations. Last weekend, he charged in an 11-page statement that Pope Francis knew for years about sexual misconduct by the former Archbishop of Washington, D.C., Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, and he did nothing about it. 
How many hours of TV do you think you watch a day? Usually depends on age. Four, five. All right. Well, uh, research based on Nielsen data reveals 18 to 34-year-olds watch the least two hours and 17 minutes a day on average. Uh, 35 to 49, you fall into that category. Mm-hmm. Average, four hours, eight minutes per day. Yep. There I am. 50, average. <laughs> 50 to 64-year-olds tune in for six hours and 11 minutes, and those 65 and overwatch an average of seven hours, 24 minutes every day. But it doesn't mean 18 to 34-year-olds have less screen time than older generations. It's just that it's different. Right. They're streaming on services like Netflix and time spending, you know, viewing their phones and tablets. And Oh, they're not counting just that? not <laughs> just sitting in front of a television. Well, I mean, I think if you're not counting the other screens, you're, what are you even doing? Yeah. Unless it's like a poll done by TV researchers. It was, I mean, it was Nielsen. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if I'm you sorry, add in. I'm sorry, I was looking at my other screens when you said that. If you add in, you know, look, reading news or whatever, or watching videos, yeah. forget it. Here's what I want to ask you is, is this a natural uh, process that happens whenever you start aging. I start Thank you, w- wondering. <laughs> well, you're a little bit further you're, down the you're path. You're an old me. gal. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I'm just asking you because you're a little bit further down the path. Yes, I. What am. at what age do you think you started being like? I need to see the news tonight. I wonder. I wonder if you don't um, see the news, you feel like you're totally uh, off the grid and well, disconnected. For sure, when I started this job. Yeah. So 17 years ago. Wow. But okay. my parents always watched the news. Yeah, so my did dad my parents. would come home from work and read the paper. So I don't know. It's like my kids are either paying attention more or the news is more violent. But I tried to turn on the news the other night and it was like two murders and a house fire. And my daughters were like, well, what's going on? Yes. And I was like, oh, I can't have this conversation. They should put a rating on the news. Yep. Like television shows, like NC-17. PG-13, right. (laughs) This is R. I know adults who don't ever watch the news, and they're like the the happiest people I know. They don't know anything that's happening in the world, but they're happy. Like, until it's on my street, I don't (laughs) care about it. If you could get out of a ticket by writing a poem, I mean, who wouldn't do that? A, I would. A British woman managed to get out of a parking ticket after writing a poem about her need to make duty. Oh. Jane Parsons left her car idling so she could load it up with some baked goods to sell at a local animal show when she was suddenly struck with an immediate need to make a run to the bathroom. To the border. I mean, who hasn't been there? The 53-year-old returned to her vehicle to find a pricey parking ticket under the windshield wiper but she decided to hit back with some fighting words in the form of a verse about her bowels she wrote i get a nervous tum for the toilet i had to run (laughs) and with not a moment to lose i made it indoors to release my booze and it did I'm, the trick. I'm giving her another ticket for that. Saved her some cash. Uh, she didn't have to pay the ticket. The local town council waived her fine after reading her poem. Based on your creativity, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna redact this this penalty. What? You are free. That doesn't happen ever, <laughs> except that one time.
Well, and that wouldn't was, even be something I would think of. This was, yeah, this was in England, so. Like, oh, maybe sure if I drop a sonnet, this couple, uh, <laughs> this couple forgive me. What if me. I wrap something for you? Can I? I'd um, love to. There is an app called WAG, and it allows you to go online and find a dog walker or a dog sitter. Well, an Olympic swimmer regrets using the app because he got a lot more than care for his dog. The woman woman who Cleet Keller hired turned his home into a porn set. Oh. He came home after midnight, found the place in disarray. His dog named Jimbo was locked in a guest room sitting in his own urine. The st- uh, the stranger oh. the stranger he hired to look after Jimbo was oh, Jimbo. naked in the shower. Whoa. And two guys with no shirts on were sitting on the living room couch. In urine, Keller, which was weird. <laughs> Keller said he saw an open bottle of personal lubricant and a camcorder <laughs> on the coffee table, uh, and he says his sofa had suspicious stains on it. He said, quote, I can only imagine what poor Jimbo saw. To be quickly, uh, the unnamed dog sitter attempted to explain the lube. She said, well, to be completely honest. I didn't have any WD-40, and my keys were stuck in my car. <laughs> so I Is just Is there any grabbed... other kind of lube other than personal, by the way? Is well, there a, a public well, station? Yeah, that's probably not a personal lube. If you're, You should not use that for personal lube, in case you were wondering. My girlfriend keeps squeaking every night. So I've got the perfect trick. Yeah, you never know what you're getting. Wow. Yeah, that's um, that's suable offense. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you have somebody coming into your house, it's like you you gotta trust them. I guess. Comfortable with that. (laughs) Is there a? Well, then I wonder about these services. Like you see, I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. You can just find a babysitter online. Yeah. Uh, Who would do that? Um, a lot of people. Like, well, there was one website that we used that had that there was like background checks and it was a lot of like college students that were, you know, just wanted to make a couple bucks CPR and that were, you know, could study good good kids. And, you know, I mean, how many times have you heard me talk about not having a stable of babysitters? Right. Yeah, that's a I mean, it is tough. And I, I assume it's probably the same for dog owners like. You know, you're just looking for somebody to help you with your dog. I used to go over and sit for a uh, for a couple dogs in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and it was like the easiest gig in the world. Yeah, because you just let them out and pour food into their bowl, <laughs> and then somebody gives you twenty dollars, and they sleep most of the time. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't. know. I, I never don't... thought while I was in there, man, I could film a porno in here. <laughs> That dog even, is cool peeing on the floor, right? Even if she she claimed too that she was just taking a shower, I mean, unless you're there for a week, yeah. what are you doing taking a shower there? Right. That's not you know the time for a road shower. I remember when I was a kid babysitting for this family who I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like my friend was their normal babysitter, and she couldn't watch the kid. And this kid was like two years old. I met them once. They said, "Yeah, you could watch our kid." Whoa. I was probably 14. And it was just next babysitter up. I guess. I don't, man, I don't, maybe that's a good thing I don't have kids because I don't think I would trust just some random stranger. How close was your friend with them? 
I she was their regular babysitter, but I don't know. So how maybe close. it was like, look, we're taking it on the strength of somebody's your who's recommendation. Close to us. Yeah, that could be. And they lived two blocks from me, so it wasn't. I mean, I shocked myself with how loose I was and ready to leave my kids with just about anybody. <laughs> if it wasn't for Serena, like we we would have no standards. I'd be like, I'll have my buddy come over. James will wash the kids. Yeah, he smokes a lot, but still, they'll he be. He said fine. he would go outside. Uh, Metallica is set to introduce the band's own brand of whiskey, Blackened American Whiskey. The signature drink is named after the opening track of the band's 1988 album, And Justice for All. Whiskey will be available in select stores, restaurants, and bars this fall. Each bottle will come with an accompanying playlist. Yesterday's announcement comes on the heels of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band, revealing it is launching a line of watches featuring artwork from several of the band's classic albums. In other rock star marketing news, Gene Simmons has launched Moneybag Sodas in conjunction with a company called Rocksteady Sodas. The drinks are available at 7-Eleven, Wegmans, Topps Friendly Markets, and Rocket Fizz Soda Pop and Candy Shop. Uh, He also has a line of soda with Kiss, or Pop as we call it. It'll probably be successful. It probably will. I have no idea. Like all those energy drinks. You ever go into a store now and look, there's a full case of energy drinks. I'm like, who the hell is drinking all this? Hey, a wide variety of selections for you. Uh, Original Black Sabbath drummer Bill Ward says he's at peace after his 2012 departure from the band. Ward hosted his first poetry reading last weekend at the last bookstore in Los Angeles. Is it about poo? He recited seven poems, which he says was something that he started doing after his split from the band. He said, quote, it was something that was really damaging for me and damaging for a lot of people in those relationships. A lot of the things which are kind of emerging in the poetry are really in my recovery from the detachment from something that was very sacred to me. My love was torn apart. My heart was ripped to pieces. I feel very much at peace. The things of 2012 are past. I'm in a very enlightened place. I love the people I've worked with all my life. I'm through anything that was negative about those times, end quote. Ward and Black Sabbath parted ways after he felt the contract he was presented with was unsignable. Weren't you, I remember you doing stories, weren't they going back and forth on Facebook? Just old men bitch fighting. Like cranky (laughs) as all hell, sub-tweeting and posting the hell out of each other. Yeah, it was ridiculous at the time, but he's over it. He's in a better place. Good. Good good for for him. him. Forecast today, going to be kind of cloudy. We may get some rain, not quite as hot today, only about 80 for the high. It's 70 now at DVE. Mike Pursuta coming up at the bottom of the hour with sports. We're getting ready for the final preseason game. 7.30 kickoff. After this, it all counts. It's the real thing. We'll get the pregame underway at 3.30 here on DVE. Before I get away from the Steelers, though, Antonio Brown, who, as we all know, famously told us about five weeks ago that he's suffering from a severe case of media overexposure and fatigue, <laughs> has apparently been cured because it has been revealed that he is on the cover of the Madden 2019 video game and he's on Jimmy Kimmel. I literally think that guy can do no wrong. I think when you have that level of like unflappable self-confidence, like he could have been a, a successful proctologist mm-hmm. with the way that he delivers messages. He'd be oh. like, listen, you got a couple polyps up in there. I'm going to take care of that. No problem.
I would not want to hear my proctologist say booming though. Like they <laughs> boom. Like, no, don't don't boom. You ready for Tony Toe Touch? <laughs> Hold on, wait. Toe taps? I'm just gonna put these gloves on. They're receiver gloves. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Oh, I shouldn't have put stick them on these. <laughs> It's the DBE Morning Show. There are some guys you may see tonight that you may never see again. It is the final Steelers preseason game taken on the Panthers at Heinz Field. Uh, 7.30 kickoff and pregame gets underway at 3.30. Mike Pursuit is up next uh, with a full sports report on the DBE Morning Show. There is a big cut coming up this weekend. Uh, It's going to be life-changing and everybody knows it. But uh, whether you make the team or you don't, There's no reason to lose any sleep over it. Mattress Firm can make sure that doesn't happen, but you have to do your part, too. Mattress Firm's most popular deal ends Monday. You have until then to hurry in and shop the Mattress Firm Labor Day sale. It's your last chance to get a free adjustable base with your purchase of $599 or more. That's a value of up to $699 for free. All beds are on sale. That means savings of up to $600 with the lowest price mattresses starting at just $37. You can get a Beautyrest Queen for a mere $497 or a Serta Memory Foam Queen for their lowest price ever, $397. When Mattress Firm says every bed is on sale, they mean it. And you can get 0% APR for six years. That's the best financing Mattress Firm has to offer. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday. So hurry in and get a king for the price of a queen and your free adjustable base. Call 1-866-780-6220 for credit costs and terms subject to credit approval. Don't wait. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday. DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuit of 4 DVE Sports. It's the Panthers and the Steelers tonight at Heinz Field. 7.30, your kickoff here on the Steelers flagship 102.5 DVE. It is the conclusion of the preseason, and that being the case, Mike Tomlin's had a message for his student-athletes this week. Uh, The course can Mm -hmm. still be passed, even if you missed a couple of quizzes, even if you failed the midterm. You know, it's a final exam. It's weighted. Um, it is uh, because you you want to see how they perform under duress or anxiety or pressure because that's reflective of this journey we're about to get on. It is a regular season, so I don't mind drawing them all in, telling them how important this game is because it is, and uh, seeing how they perform knowing all of that. I think you're learning a little bit about them um, in the midst of that, and that's okay. Um. A lot of the veterans uh, won't have to worry about it. Uh, Le'Veon Bell hasn't had to worry about anything this preseason. His courses are all incomplete. <laughs> Just uh, never showed up. Uh, He's showing up Monday, though, right? Well, that's failed the, attendance for sure. That's what uh, the Steelers expect. Uh, Bell's arrival is highly anticipated, but offensive coordinator Randy Fickner said this week that they have pondered their options in the event Bell doesn't show up or if he shows up in a state of less than readiness no doubt i mean that's and that's why we've given all the the out of one reps to james we've given other reps to some some of the other guys you start to see 38 you start to see 40 this week there'll be guys getting more reps um but that's that's all part of it you know and um but we'll just be hopeful when he when he gets here i'll be excited to see him so what he reports and then he has to pass a team physical and make sure that he's fit and like they, they want him to be. And then they got to watch him and practice out. They'll get a two-week roster exemption, which they didn't use last year. They activated him for the Cleveland game. 
Uh, they do have some other options. James is James Conner, of course, who's had uh, a real nice preseason. I thought he's looked great. He's looked good. He's looked way better than last year. He doesn't look like he could be the guy to replace Le'Veon Bell now. No. Let's clear that up. No, but but, <laughs> but I mean that that that's not the the bar that we're yeah. you have a well, serviceable him again. It's not that we're not. There are others who are getting a little out of control. Can you blame the Pitt fans, Mike? Come on. <laughs> that's their guy. And it's understandable, but to me, I'm grading him on a pretty decent curve. Yes, me too. Me too. Um, 38, you heard Randy Feekner mention uh, Jalen Samuels, who really looked good last week, I thought. He was finally the guy in the Tennessee game that that they envisioned when they drafted him. He looks like a keeper. Uh, 40 is Jarvion mm-hmm. Franklin, uh, a big back undrafted rookie out of Western Michigan. And Randy Feekner didn't mention uh, Stephon Ridley in that soundbite, but Stephen Ridley's a guy who is a veteran, been there, done that NFL runner, came back to practice this week, hasn't done much of late, but he's on my team at least. He might be on the the Steelers bubble. I don't know if he is or he isn't, but I like Stephen Ridley too. So they have some options in the short term if uh, Le'Veon Bell isn't set to go. Samuel's on your 53? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was really a nice Showed enough last week. I thought that was a versatile performance. They, They worked them a lot. Hey, caught some passes. You're conditioning up to speed. Can you do this if we need you? And uh, he looked good. Um, The defense was much better against the Titans as well, although it gets an asterisk. Uh, We talked a little this week about that third and eight play on Tennessee's first drive where the Steelers just just left Corey Davis wide open in the middle of the field, and for some reason the Titans couldn't complete the throw and catch process. It should have been a 52-yard touchdown. It wasn't. Mariota said they blew the coverage after the game, and, and the Titans just missed it. Keith Butler, Skipped it off the turf. Keith Butler said they didn't blow the coverage. He just played it really poorly. <laughs> Either way, it's it's an unacceptable occurrence, and it it's another reminder. We've had uh, too many in recent seasons, but another reminder how uh, a play such as that can ruin a run of, I don't know, say 19 consecutive really good defensive snaps. That 20th snap gets your fanny. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> that 20th thing gets you. And, uh, yeah, you can play great all the whole time. And, you know, the, you can give up six points, and then all of a sudden you give up a big play, and it's a touchdown. Now the next thing you know is 13 to 10. So you're in the doghouse. I think it's probably been the most frustrating thing about the Steelers' defense over the last couple of years is they don't get consistently pushed up and down the field. But they allow the splash. But boy, when they're bad, they're awful. And when they're good, they're really good. But one or two big plays, and you know, so what if you were really good for 50 minutes and you stunk for 10? Got to clean those up. Yep. Got to clean up that popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn can, you know, too much popcorn can be really bad for you. You don't want to be Orville Redenbacher. Come you know, it gets stuck between your teeth and your gum, and you can't right. get it out. It's and then you get that shell on the roof of your mouth. It's irritating. <laughs> End up really thirsty, and then you drink too much. and you know. It's no good for anybody. Steelers said, not Panthers tonight. Uh, Trevor Williams outstanding again last night in St. Louis. Two-nothing Buckos over the Cardinals. Uh, Williams goes six innings, allows three hits and no runs. Three walks and a career-high eight strikeouts. He's got an ERA of 0.75 over his last eight starts. 
Remarkably, he's lost two of those. I'm. I can't believe where they are in terms of you know the pennant race, the where where we started this season and where my optimism is for next season. You know, None of it really makes sense, but I'm very optimistic about what they can put together on the field next year. They were 63 and 70 at this juncture last season. Now they're 65 and 68, which you know two games better doesn't seem like all that much, right? But nope. it, to me, it's an entirely different landscape. Totally. Looking forward. Totally, because you, you you were anticipating them selling off the pieces that they sold off, and then at the beginning of the year you just went, okay, well they just they just pocketed the cash, yeah, and now we're not going to go to the games this year because we're protesting this approach to baseball, and uh, and then they turned it around. I think they heard uh, the message that was being delivered or sent. The fans and the team. They the team fought just as yeah. hard as the fans did. Joe Musgrove against uh, John Gant in the uh, series finale in St. Louis tonight, and then the Bucks are in Atlanta for the first of three tomorrow. Should we have a moment of silence for Sean Rodriguez, designated for assignment? <sighs> Should we all strike out today for him? <laughs> Punch in a Gatorade. Yeah, if you walk by a cooler, give it a three-piece. There ought to be some kind of award given that he lasted this long batting 167. <laughs> Does he have a P-tape, a Clint Hurdle or something? He's got some compromising information. Maybe he, uh, I don't know, maybe he was the bubblegum supplier back in the day and Hurdle never forgot that. That's sports. Very good. Thanks, Mike. Uh, final preseason game of the night tonight. Tim Benz is on that. DVE Steelers pregame, and uh, that gets underway at three thirty. Right after our show, right? That's pretty why, much. That's why he's coming in. Yeah, he's just going to keep rolling. Uh, so you he'll guys join are us. Your money today, man. He'll join us at nine forty-five this morning. It's a DVE morning show. Wait, wasn't that the airport that happened? Actually, it's, it happened at Popeyes where somebody was accused of being racist. That was Bo Bice, wasn't it? Yeah, Bo Bice. What happened? Well, Bo Bice went to the Popeyes in the B terminal in Atlanta, and the girls working the counter said, "This white boy want chicken," and uh, he hated that she called him a white boy, and so he went off on this uh, rant calling her racist and everything, and then he 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 cried on camera over it. It was a really oh, ugly, stupid, God. and unnecessary. Yeah, you know what? You should be sent home from the airport. Go home. <laughs> He's like, in fairness to the woman, I was the only white boy in line. (laughs) But still. But but for a guy to act like that, like you're a grown-up, go go home. You're not ready to be out in public. (laughs) You you just haven't done well. You haven't haven't learned the rules. You got to go home. You got to take the mega bus until you figure this out. That's right. (laughs) You've been relegated to the bus. Work your way up to the bigs. Yeah. My thing, too, at the airport is I, I think there should be a send-them-home rule. I do. <laughs> no, I do. There might I not do. be anybody left in the airport. If you have – if well, that's fine, Val, because then the rest of us can get where we're going. <laughs> I, I don't know how in this day and age you're walking through TSA with a 30-gallon drum of hand cream. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What, what paper haven't you read? <laughs> you don't know it's three ounces. How do you not know that? You don't know that? No, no, you have to go home. You have to go home. You have to go home. You got to go home. You're not ready for this. It's 72 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Former Vice President Joe Biden will be the guest of honor at this year's Pittsburgh Labor Day Parade. Biden says he looks forward to spending the holiday with thousands of men and women from organized labor. He added unions built the middle class 
and union members built this country. Pittsburgh Labor Day Parade is one of the largest in the country. A British cave diver, Elon Musk, accused of being a pedophile, is preparing to sue the tech CEO. He just brought this up again this week for some reason. Why? I don't is know. Is he doing that? He seems a little nuts, Elon Musk. A little? Uh, Vern Unsworth earlier this year played a key role in rescuing that Thai youth soccer team that was trapped underground in a cave for, what was it, like three weeks? Yeah. Uh, Musk called Unsworth a pedo after Unsworth was less than flattering about a submarine that Tesla and SpaceX chief had built and shipped to Thailand to assist in that rescue. Musk doubled down in a Twitter exchange with another user this week, saying it was strange that Unsworth hadn't sued him if it wasn't true. Well, okay, now that you mention it, lawyers had already sent a letter to Musk's home threatening a libel suit if he did not correct the public record. So he is now getting sued. According to a new study, weight training can significantly decrease your chances of dying early. Researchers at the University of Michigan found that people with strong muscles are 50 percent less likely to die at a younger age. Which is I don't know what younger means. Younger than a hundred or Yeah. What are what are we talking about? What's here? the what's the level here? Younger than somebody who's triple digits? <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, we're we talk about it all the time. We're just we're all trying to figure out how to just be a little bit healthier. How I do we do it? I just don't want to feel like I'm falling asleep every second of every day. Yeah. If Have you I found get it, something? Nope. That, okay. No. I can tell you one thing that probably you should cut out. Eating chips at <laughs> 7 o'clock hey, in the morning. I am destroying my body right now, and I don't <laughs> care. I don't, because What's your body I've, ever I've done had to you? a horrible summer, and <laughs> I don't care. Let's wreck this bod. Yep, I'm wrecking it for probably another month. Then F I'm gonna it. no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, I could eat a salad. F it. F it. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, dating is expensive and really expensive depending on where you live. According to research by Match.com, the average cost of a date, which they say is dinner for two, a bottle of wine, and two movie tickets, Jeez. is about $102.32 overall average in the U.S., you got it. Look, you yawn just even saying a bottle of wine and then a movie. <laughs> There's no way you're making it through that movie. If you live in the Northeast, in California or Hawaii, yeah, you're going to pay out a little more than that. New York, the average cost of that date is 297 bucks. <sighs> Jersey, 259 A date in California, 226 bucks, And a dinner, uh, dinner and a movie in Hawaii, 239 I feel like Jersey, it's like that you have to factor in, okay, I got to get her a track suit. I have to buy her gel. <laughs> Tanning at least, sessions. Yeah, one charm for her gold chain. On the other <laughs> hand, the Plains states are uh, where you find cheap dates. South Dakota, the most affordable for this date in particular, $38.27. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> we that just is, go to hosses. That is followed by North Dakota at forty-two bucks and Nebraska at forty-eight bucks. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that is yeah. I I think if I was trying to date somebody in Hawaii, I'd say, look, let's just go let's fishing. Go let's, yes. go fishing. let's go There's, fishing. I mean, the fish is right here. <laughs> we do it ourselves. We f 
you know, we save some some money. Go surfing. And I don't have a fishing a... rod either. Can you use a harpoon? <laughs> Let's whittle these sticks down. Let's do some noodling. Let's figure it out. Another Rolling Stones-related archival release is on the way on October 5th in celebration of its 50th anniversary. Abco Films will release a restored version of director Jean-Luc Godard's Sympathy for the Devil on DVD and Blu-ray and through digital services. The film alternates between reflections on contemporary politics and social issues of the late 60s, along with insight into the Stones recording the song of the same name in London in June of 1968. Special screenings will be held in New York and L.A. It'll be shown at the American Cinematex Egyptian Theater in Los Angeles September 7th followed by a week-long run at New York's Museum of Modern Art, September 13th through the 19th. The release of the sequel to the 80s movie Top Gun getting pushed back. Top Gun Maverick was supposed to come out in July of next year. Paramount Studios said yesterday it now won't come out until June of 2020, so a year Why? later. Tom Cruise is filming another Mission Impossible? They are. They have to figure out some very complicated flight sequences with newer planes. So uh, the sequel will feature Tom Cruise, John Hamm, Ed Harris, Val Kilmer, Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly, Glenn Powell, and others. Oh, my God. Val Kilmer's in this? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see. I mean, the Iceman probably did not age well. You don't think he did. But if it's, you know, they're delayed, it might he might have a chance to get in some better shape. There were rumors that he was really sick, but he never... I don't think he ever confirmed or denied it. Yeah, I remember that. A couple that. years ago. Somebody said he had cancer or yeah. something, didn't they? Yeah, but he I don't I don't recall him ever like I said saying yes or no about that. God, what's the last movie you've seen with Val Kilmer in it? <sighs> Heat? Maybe. I can't I honestly can't remember the last movie he was in. I don't know. What look up his IMDb profile. Yeah, it's been what he's it's been, been a long time. And finally, an actor best known for his small role in the 40-year-old version is get a virgin is getting out of prison. Shelley Malil was convicted several years ago in San Diego County of stabbing his then-girlfriend nearly two dozen times. He served nine years of his 12-year sentence and was granted parole this week. The ex-girlfriend survived the attack and tells ABC 15 in California she has permanent physical and emotional scars from the attack. The DA's office says they are disappointed in that ruling. This guy played one of the... Wait, yeah, who was he? He played one of the Indian guys who worked in the oh yeah like the TV store right, or wherever right. where the, the Steve fake Carell Best Buy yeah. yeah. Uh, forecast today: cloudy, maybe some rain. Temperatures not quite as hot today or sticky. Near eighty for the high. We're at seventy-two now. A DVE. Did you find out Val Kilmer's no, last? No, no. The internet sucks in here. And <laughs> I think it was uh, Snowman. Snowman. What is that? What is that about? Is that was that like a Christmas movie? No. It oh. was, uh, it's it was, not a porno, is it? Michael Fassbender was in it. Hmm. It's about like a serial killer in Scandinavia that would build people in a snowman. It's it's awful. It's oh, really wait. Was that just out within the last couple of years? Last yeah. winter, January. Yeah, okay. I remember that. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize Val Kilmer Turns was out in he's that. been working. Turns out he's been in a lot of stuff. Just really, really bad stuff. Song to Song, Snowman, The Super, Firstborn, Psych. I, I've never... Paulo Alto, Planes, Standing Up, Riddle, Breathless, The Fourth Dimension, Seven Below. Any of these ringing a bell? Nope. 
Yeah, it's been a while since he's been in anything of, of note. But uh, anyway, it's the DVE Morning Show. Randy uh, taking some time off to recuperate. He's got that wicked August cold that's going around, so he's resting. We're getting ready for the final Steelers preseason game tonight at Heinz Field, 7.30 kickoff, Steelers and Panthers. We were talking with Billy. It's a soup day in Pittsburgh, Bill. It's raining and it's about 50 degrees. Yeah, that's soup alert right there. That's heavy. All right, and we uh, for some reason we got on the uh, uh, topic of crackers. All right, um, given your druthers, which cracker do you go to? What's your go-to cracker? Like I said, I, I go um, – I, I like saltines. Straight saltines are my favorites. And I used to hate when you go to like a, a, a nice dinner party or something and people try to – they put out that stupid – you know, I don't know if it's made of sand or what, but those fancy crackers. <laughs> those grain like, oh, crackers. Get oh, out of here. Multi, worse. Just like, you can't you pop for some Ritz or some saltines. We'll call it by another name if it makes you more comfortable and feel more important. But you, you can't mess with saltines with soup. Um, There's my, nothing better. Uh, nothing here's better. a cracker with a bunch of seeds hidden in it. Have fun yeah, with here, that. Here's a cracker from, you know, from Brazil. I, I don't need any of that. Can we just... Let's hit them. And I like my saltines just a little stale. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, but all right. salt. So that's for soup. Okay, saltines for soup. You don't want saltines like put out at a party with cheese. No, I would do that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, you don't know me. Ritz are pretty Brand. good. Would you, do that with, uh, would you do that with Wiz? Cheese Wiz, you got to go Ritz. Yeah, Ritz all day. Yeah, because if you get what you, cheese was is just dirty, so you got to get down with Ritz with that. Because you need a little sweet to offset it. It's got a nice tray. It's a nice tray. The only thing yeah. my dad could make when I was a kid was he would give me saltines with butter on. He's like, right, here. That is so, Val, that it's is so nice. Irish. My, my grandmother on the Irish side would butter everything. <laughs> she would butter everything. Was we used to. Terry's gold? I, <laughs> just, just butter Everything, but I'll tell you one of my favorite things is uh, uh, cold corned beef and butter and that kind of sandwich, or meatloaf, butter, and ketchup. My dad used to eat. You that. wonder yeah. why? I'm on, you wonder? You wonder why I'm on the whole thirty diet now? That's the reason. That's a hurry up he and would, die sandwich. Butter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> butter in your meatloaf. <laughs> That's what they should call it. Make me a hurry up and die, will you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuit of Fort DVE Sports. The preseason mercifully comes to an end tonight. The Steelers and the Panthers. Game four that doesn't count. 7.30, Heinz Field. After that, teams have to cut the rosters down to 53 by 4 p.m. on Saturday. If you've been following along, uh, you probably know by now that uh, I don't think too many of these decisions are going to be all that difficult for the Steelers. It pretty much is what it is. But Mike Tomlin emphasized that uh, when when it comes time to cut the roster, the Steelers intend to take their time. You know, Kevin and I aren't paid by the hour. <laughs> you know, we we don't punch a timer, man. We the key is to make good, prudent decisions for the for this organization and put the best collection of men together that can help us pursue the world championship this year. So, um, you know, sometimes you know that has occurred in a number of hours. Sometimes um, that has developed into next week and up until the end of next week. You know, in terms of acquiring players or moving and so forth. So, 
we, we do whatever needs to be done. Uh, we don't overanalyze the amount of time it takes or the amount of work it takes. Yeah, they will certainly reserve the right to check out the scrap heap and see if there's anything on anybody else's discard pile that might uh, actually improve the situation here. But Yeah, that's the, that's the other part of this, not just whittling down your own rosters, yeah. checking out who's been discarded from other people's rosters and seeing if they could help you. You're some nobody from nowhere and you've been fighting to make the team and a 401 on Saturday they tell you you made it and then on Sunday they say you didn't make no, it. No you didn't. <laughs> it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Don't buy any green bananas <laughs> boys. Uh, last uh, Steelers soundbite before the last preseason game it's got to be offensive coordinator Randy Feigner. Stay with this one. Uh, it tends to uh ramble and go down a few different roads at the same time. He starts talking about the philosophy of running the ball and he winds up talking about preparedness. I don't know. I mean, I think you always want to establish and you want to be able to run it when you want to run it. Uh, you want to be able to throw it when you want to throw it. And uh, and that's kind of just um, uh, sometimes plays itself out in games. Um, sometimes situations put it, plays it out. I think you got to be prepared for everything. You know, we've been prepared for injuries. You know, a guy goes down and you have a, a three-wide package and you're down to only three wides left and maybe you only had four up. And a guy goes down, I mean, all of a sudden things change. We've played in games here. I can remember um, Hines was out again. Um, Santonio got hurt in pregame. Willie Reed was down. We, I mean, he was he was up for the game because Hines was down, but we, we, we didn't have anyone else. We went into the game with only three receivers, and we had a four-receiver package. And I can remember Heath Miller saying, I'll take the Y, don't worry, and we'll just play it out of Kings. So there's a lot of adjustments going in every game, and you got to be prepared, and that's why, um, you know, uh, we talk a lot about the athleticism of these guys and that they're the best in the world at what they do in the NFL athletically and physically and all that. But the truth is it's mental. It's very mental. And those that really succeed at the highest level, they're beating you up top, you know, above the neck. That was a group interview with Randy Fickner a couple of days ago. And once he mentioned Heath Miller, I had to get to that <laughs> because I knew Steeler Nation, a little tear would start running down the cheek. Hearing the tale of Heath Miller telling the coaches, I'll play receiver. I can do it for the team. <laughs> what was his real name? Eugene or something? Earl. Earl. My name is Earl. Joe Musgrove getting the ball. that guy. What Joe- is he doing? Just being retired? He's not like in coaching or... Probably whittling somewhere in Virginia <laughs> in a one-stop lake town. What do you think, Benzie? Wearing a flannel shirt? Most likely, yeah, I would say so. I, I had a tear in my eye that you mentioned Willie Reed because I had to think about him playing. Yeah. I mean, you know it's the fourth preseason game when we're talking about Willie Reed. Wow. <laughs> Where did you dig that one out of? Well, actually, it's Randy that dug it out yeah. in the deep, dark recesses. Imagine how hard he tried to forget Willie Reed, and then all of a sudden you brought know. it back. Can't, can't do it. Such a profound disappointment. It just can't be done. <laughs> He's really uh, fast. It was kind of okay. like that soundbite that... Randy had there from Heath. I'll do it. I'll play wide receiver. It's like Jimmy Chitwood at the end of Hoosiers. I'll make it. I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, in real life, Jimmy Chitwood gets hacked. They don't call it. Ball bounces off the front rim. Everybody gets a, everybody gets their form foreclosed. <laughs> John Cougar Mellencamp is the one with a tear in his eye. And half those guys can't even graduate from uh, Hickory High School. <laughs> Willie Reed is sort of like Ollie at the free throw line, shooting granny style. <laughs> Dropping the ball when the ref gives it to him. 
Joe Musgrove gets the ball for the Bucks tonight in the series finale in St. Louis. Uh, gave up four runs in four innings last time out. Uh, that wound up being that 15-inning, almost indescribable loss in Milwaukee. But Musgrove had been really good before that, and even in that game, he gave up four in the first, and then he was kind of shutting the door, and they had to take him out for a pinch hitter, but he kind of managed what could have been an awful start and at least kept him in the game. Uh, There's a lot to like about what he's been doing, and Trevor Williams, I'm running out of descriptives. Six more shutout innings last night. Well, I heard you talking about the Mejo Green statue. they got to build the Trevor Williams statue first. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Somewhere between Maz and... Honest Wagner, I guess. <laughs> Bucks are 65 and 68. They're in Atlanta this weekend. Uh, they designated Sean Rodriguez for assignment yesterday. Jordy Mercer coming off the disabled list. Mercer went one for four, so that one hit pretty much equaled the one that Rodriguez got. That's right. The Steelers will sign Rodriguez and put him on the practice squad. I think there should be a statue of the Gatorade. Uh, <laughs> right. Cooler right than next to up. Ralph Kiner's yeah. hands. You know, they got that little thing of Ralph Kiner's hands. Yeah. He's punching the Gatorade cooler. <laughs> There will be a, a Mean Joe Green statue in Denton, Texas. They're going to unveil that at North Texas State on September the 29th. Get on it, Pittsburgh. Hey, wait a minute. So I just I just wrote this and filed it for the trip. Am I forgetting? Is there a Joe Green statue somewhere? Or am I thinking of the little one they hand out to the players? There is the Joe Green Great Performance Award. Is that a statue? It is a statue. Is that the one Juju just got? It's a likeness got? of Joe but Green. But they have it somewhere, right? Isn't, yes. isn't that statue somewhere in the Great Hall? Isn't there a likeness of that statue in the Great Hall? Oh, uh, that I don't know. Okay. But the, the one that they give to you the You mean like a life-size one? No, it's... It's, it's how, pretty big. It's about three feet. It, yeah. It, it's a statue It's like an Oscar. Base, and then it's got on top of it, it's Joe Green wearing one of the sideline like trench coats. coats. Oh, yeah. With his helmet on. It's pretty cool. I mean, it would be a fine statue if they wanted to just go ahead and make it 12 feet tall. That would work. By the way, playing Louisiana Tech that day. Yes. Terry Bradshaw University. Yes. So. Perfect. I don't think Terry will show up for the unveiling. He's more no. likely to show up for that than he would ever come back to Heinz Field yeah. again. He's probably got something against Joe Green, too. Yeah, probably. I got too much credit. He called me dumb once. <laughs> That's all I got, Val. There's an article on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com that Heath Miller said it's still hard to be away from the game. We and miss he really, you too. He really now misses the, we his Now the other eye is tearing up. You know what? They don't have any tight ends ready to play tonight. Maybe he can come back for at least a preseason <laughs> yeah. game. Might be a little thinner receiver, too. Yeah. Either him or Willie Reed. And he says he misses the relationships, but uh, doesn't miss training camp. Where's the Heath statue going to go? He probably doesn't miss getting tackled by nine guys <laughs> as soon as he caught the ball every time. You know where the Heath statue should go is in Jesse James's locker. <laughs> Heath Miller always survived the ground, damn it. That's right. Ball never would have moved in his hands. Thanks, he Mike. Had hands. When we come back, more from Tim Benz. It's a DVE morning show. Hey, hello. It's the DVE morning show. Uh, we're, back. Val- hey. we're back. And we're back. We're back. I'm Val Harvey, Porter. You're on. Mike uh, Pursuta, Bill Crawford, Randy uh, taking a couple of days off to recover from that nasty August cold that's going around. We're joined now by Tim Benz and uh, Tim kicking off the local pregame at 3.30 today. With you guys going to be at, at Stage, Stage AE? Outside, I think, unless it rains. What's the forecast? Weather know. permitting. Eh. They can move us inside. I'd it's be iffy. okay with that. I'd be fine with that. But yeah, three thirty for the pregame. I don't think the heavy hours. stuff's going to come down for quite some time. I'd keep broadcasting. That's what I was thinking last night about seven thirty when a tornado ripped through here or something like that. 
That'd be a nice way to cancel a game, though, wouldn't it? Oh. Uh, how weather permitting does this game have to be? <laughs> has that ever little, happened? I don't think little the forecast. Well, yeah, you know what? That was one of my guarantees that I had out there for our three guarantees that we do during the pregame show. At some point or another, we we're going to have a lightning delay. You can't get through all four August games without a lightning delay of some sort. Mm-hmm. And well, so far, we have. I don't think the forecast is that bad for today. Okay. All right. So. But uh, I don't know what we forecast as far as time of game. Uh, I believe Dale has cooked up one of his guarantees, Mike, that the game will last less than three hours because the coaches will be in such a rush to get it over with. What run, do you the think? Ball, run the ball between the tackles. I think Ron Revere's on on point with Mike Tomlin. Okay, here's my concern. Turn in perfect, a pocket full of timeouts at the end of the at the end. Yeah, I understand the thinking, but here's my concern that they're trying so hard to showcase Josh Dobbs that he's going to throw a lot and he's not going to get the job done. We'll have lots of incompletions and stoppages as a result. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. No? Nope. You think they're going to trade him? No, that's, I think they're going to run the ball. No, but do you think they're going to trade him? I think if they can get a pick for him, they will. But Seventh I, rounder? I have not eliminated him from my 53, man. How could they keep four quarterbacks, though? Because there just aren't 52 other guys that are worth keeping. Yeah, you I know the, you keep saying that. I, I think their top end is really good, but down at the bottom, it's... I mean, basically, you waste a roster spot if you keep a third, let alone a fourth. Yeah, but you might need him next year. So, what, can you get him through the practice squad? I don't know. That's what I was that's the, thinking. That's the $64 question. Do they keep a quarterback in the practice squad normally? No. No. Because he doesn't get any work. But, do, right. I mean, do you really... Who knows what Landry Jones is going to do? Maybe Landry says, hey, I'm fine being Ben Roethlisberger's backup and I'll take a cheap contract and stay here. But what if he goes somewhere else? Now, you going to draft a quarterback for a third straight year? No, my, my preference would be to sneak him through the practice squad yeah. or allow him to get sacked once so he can limp off the field with the world's ooh, worst ooh, little... T- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you stash him. And if you need yeah. to call him back after eight weeks, you call him back after eight weeks. If no, you keep him there. Stashing him would be ideal. Um, but I, like I said, I, I, I can keep him on my 53 and cut a guy and not feel bad about it. The thing that gives me pause, Mike, is that you played a, a clip from Tomlin earlier where he said, we're trying to become, you know, we're trying to whittle this down to a 53-man roster that gives us the best chance at winning a championship this year. Right. But they all, you've also heard Kevin Colbert say they also keep the future in mind, too. It's a balancing act they try to do. They never go all in. They try to maintain competitive status every year. Uh, just, I, I don't know, just... As I've watched the preseason, as soon as they drafted Mason Rudolph, my first thought was bye-bye Josh Dobbs. Yep. Right. It wasn't when's he going to replace Ben or anything. But just watching him through this thing, he's really gotten better. Mason Rudolph or Josh Dobbs? Dobbs. No, Dobbs has gotten better. Yeah. yeah. And I'd like to see that continue and see where it goes. You know, if push came to shove, I would actually prefer seeing Dobbs in there right now than Rudolph because is, I think better Rudolph player has a right, long way to go. Better player right now, yeah. Is this his second or third year? Second year. Second. second. Yeah. Plus, if you ever need... To build a rocket or something, you know. Well, it's just about to say, would he be okay with going through the practice squad? Would he be okay with getting IR'd for a year? Or since Trump is starting Space Force, is there a job for him to be had in the White he House? Can he join scientist. the administration? <laughs> or could he build some drones to counter the drones? That's and then, a good idea. And then maybe you don't have to put up that Star stupid tarp. Wars. They, could have, they could fight it out. Just have drone roars over yeah. the 50-yard line? <laughs> boo, boo. You know, a little Star Wars action? Ew, ew. That is ew. funny, though. That curtain. Well, how long, how far back does that go? Because Cower used to be bugged by that too. Well, the the thing's only been there a matter of a week. No, or no, so. the concern about it. Oh, forever, forever, right? Forever. 
Yeah. Like, Cowher was concerned they were spying from the FBI building. Well, I think he thought what, he was, they were giving secrets to the Redskins or something. What really bothered him was when they went over there one day, and it's they had the list in front of the office building about who's on what floor, and it said, for Belichick, comma, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> they thought, mm, I don't know if this is a good idea. Any Any possible surprise drops? Meaning, any, I heard you say guys, Matt yeah, earlier, huh? I, I, you think are going to get cut? That I, yeah, I any recognizable names? I don't think they're going to cut Tyler Matikavich, but if they did, it would not surprise this because of Thomas. Yes, because of Thomas. Why not keep them both? Because the Fort, well, actually, I, more because of Fort, I guess. Right? Because Fort's been I, pretty good. I think Fort's really good. I don't think he's in any jeopardy whatsoever. But that's I would keep Dobbs, for example, over Matikavich. And the cuts have to be finalized by four o'clock I Saturday. Wouldn't. Yes, I wouldn't. Because one of those inside linebackers is going to get hurt, and you're going to need Matikiewicz before you're ever going to need Josh Dobbs. Well, Can Dobbs they're play already inside working, linebacker? They're yes. already working Thomas into a package ahead of Matikiewicz. Right. That's the one where Vince Williams does not want to be identified as an outside linebacker, Tom, even though he's playing outside, he's playing outside yeah. linebacker. Thomas is six. I'm so glad he's not talking the rest of the year, by yeah. the way. that was the, the, the best thing to come out of week three was Vince saying he wouldn't talk. <laughs> that just made my year. Yeah, I mean, it's a good development on my end, too. But getting back to Thomas, he's 6'3", 230. And Stephon Tewitt says he can run like a freak. Yeah, he can. Can this guy not play special teams? Sure he can. Okay. Yeah. And he's got an upside as a linebacker, so there you go. Well, I'd rather have the linebackers who can tackle a little bit when they get there on special teams as opposed to the defensive backs that can't take the angles to tackle on special teams. Or don't tackle when they take right. the angle. Yeah, exactly. Tim, do you have like Big Dan on your uh, 53? I guess I have to because they took the time to keep him. They must have thought so. Yeah. What's the What's the new spin on him that it's not his fault? It was John Mitchell's fault. Now they're deciding after twenty five years of being here or thirty years of being here to decide that everything's John Mitchell's fault with Dan McCullers. Kick the guy who went out the door. He didn't yeah, figure out what to do with him. They, they found they, a way to make him mad or something. I don't. You know, I, I don't see the allure. What's different? But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, size again. Find me another defensive lineman that you have to have over Big Dan. You know, the first three are pretty good. Alouel is pretty good. Walton's capable. An, an NFL backup. Yeah, sure. After that? Well, McCullers was the guy that I couldn't believe they bothered to keep when they got rid of James Harrison right. last year. Yeah, me too. You know? What did you think of him and what he said about Lev Bell? I think he's grinding an axe bad at this point. He's, he's just trying to he's figure real, out a way to screw the Steelers. What did he say about Lev Bell? He I said he that. should sit out until week 10 and just collect his money and, yeah. and get his accrued year. That's what players. Harrison said I would do. Because yeah. really, what you want on your way out the door from an employer is to take <laughs> advice from James Harrison. Because that guy, he did it the right way. Yeah. Not to mention, he'd leave $8 million sitting yeah. on the table. Right, exactly. Tim Ben's part of the DVE Steelers pregame. That starts at 3.30 this afternoon, live from Stage AE. Thanks, Tim. We're do a pre- Mike and I got to call him with a, a pregame from Boston too for uh, oh, okay. for Boston. Pearl Jam. Nice, uh, anyway. nice. And then Mike Persuda on the network pregame with Jerry Dulac and Bob Labriola. Yeah, that uh, we've had a tradition the last couple of years where during the regular season, I read the open on Fridays. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing before the game, and we haven't done that this year for a couple of reasons. One being. I wanted to get drunk in Philly, and I wanted to get drunk in Green Bay. And then the last game was on Saturday, so we didn't bother. But you know what? I, I like my camp. I think I've had a good preseason, but I am a veteran who could use a rep. Yeah, you need to get you know, a rep. You, you do have to practice, so I want to get sure. one in here if you guys right. don't mind. Joe, Not can you uh, we'll indulge you. cue up the background the music? music uh, here's tonight's opening kick. The process that began back on July the 25th at St. Vincent College will finally end tonight, as it has every preseason dating back to 2003. The Steelers and the Carolina Panthers will try to run the ball and run the clock 
in an effort to emerge more healthy than victorious. It's destined to be forgettable, unless you remember Steelers 17, Panthers 14 last season. Panthers 18, Steelers 6 in 2016. (laughs) Or the thriller that was Panthers 10, Steelers nothing in 2014. Full disclosure here, I had to look up all of those scores in the media guide. Even a reprise of the storybook ending that was Stephon Logan running with a punt into the end zone and onto the roster in 2009 has been eliminated from the equation this time. The Steelers have already traded for their return specialist this week, and Ryan Switzer's going to be that guy as long as he gets up after every return, happy or otherwise. Yes, it's conceivable another Ross Ventrone might yet emerge. Mike Tomlin even credited Antonio Brown for making an initial impression covering a punt in 2010. The rest of that story is still being written into history, but reality dictates many in uniform tonight are already history. And in the preponderance of cases, there's precious little that can be done about the inevitable at the 11th hour. The remaining grains of sand can't run through this hourglass fast enough. About all that remains to settle in terms of roster spots are the identities of the last running back, the last wide receiver, the last linebacker, the last DB, and perhaps who gets to punt. Those are compelling enough questions to the parties involved, one suspects. But if Tomlin and Kevin Colbert can't make the necessary reductions from 90 to 53 without losing a wink of sleep, they haven't been paying attention. They'll still take their time about it. They may even make a tweak or two next week leading up to the regular season opener at Cleveland. But such decisions will be made more out of necessity than with any great degree of difficulty. Are you ready for some football? Yeah! I take a walk outside, I'm surrounded by some kids at play. But a great many of the kids playing tonight won't be playing any longer (laughs) after tonight. There'll be little more than a memory by the time the ball's kicked off in Cleveland. Tomlin wants to see what transpires against Carolina all the same. He wants to gauge performance under anxiety, duress, and pressure. Anxiety, duress, and pressure? He could have seen all that had he watched me attempt to write a compelling opening monologue for a meaningless preseason finale. And my spot's been secure all along. That, at least, is the presumption. Better check that list at 4 p.m. Saturday, just in case. Mike Rasuda, part of the DVE Steelers pregame. Again, starting at uh, 3.30 with Tim Benz, 5.30. force that in. And then kickoff, 7.30 tonight. Thanks, Tim. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, Sean Collier joins us. Cam Hayward uh, with us once again after a, a night game. Love for the it. Steelers, so appreciate him joining us. True pro. Michelle Michaels up next. She's got the electric lunch at noon here on DVE. <laughs> I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.